welcome to Is Anybody Listening to Me podcast with Azar and the Meat. It has been a long, long, long break, but uh, hopefully Big, Mike, Big Meat's life is getting back to normal now. Uh, so we're a little rusty, but we're going to try to get back into hopefully another rhythm. Uh, our third man will not be joining us today, but uh, we'll try to fill in his craziness uh, between the two of us. Let me welcome my partner, Big Meat. What's going on, Big Meat? What's up, Azar? I know there are, our third man in is missing again. Yeah. He's, uh, but that's okay. That's okay. I like it when it's just us two because then you know we don't. I, I, I don't think we, I don't think we go off the rails. I think we go a little bit off the rails when our third man in is in. Yeah. So which I which I kind of like sometimes. I do like it sometimes. You know, it's not not, not well, nothing against him, but you know, I, I do you, have a. <laughs> you have a healthier thirst when he's on the podcast. With yes, you. and then when yes. you both have a healthy thirst. I get the, we're going three hours. We're doing it today. So, <laughs> so sometimes I'm happy when Jarvis isn't on because I know it's going to be a quick podcast, but then yeah. it's not as entertaining when it's, you know, when he's got his cherry head face <laughs> laughing and. Well, this has to be a quick podcast. Cause I, I only have like 45 minutes from now to, uh, to, to wrap this up. But, and, and in this case here, I'm not drinking. And, and I've said this before when Jarvis is on and he's drinking and he gets a little rowdy. Now he gets a little louder. Now I have to get louder. Now I have to like outdo him. And before you know it, now I'm drinking faster. And I think then it makes him drink faster. <laughs> well, then the, the problem is happens. you get upset because then you're doing more editing because you have to clean up the podcast because yes. Jarvis always drops something that it's like, well, that could be a problem. Let's get rid of that. <laughs> so, so I know you do more uh, editing when uh, so yeah. people don't even know. It's actually removed yeah. from the podcast just to protect everybody's interests. That's right. That's say. right. What, what, one one day we'll release the uh, unedited feature. Uh, yes. You know the the bonus edition. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Only on on DVD. <laughs> or we'll just today. hold him when when Jarvis makes it big and is rich. We'll use it as extortion at some point. So there you go. That's the other. There you go. Yeah, I got I got to hang on to those files. <laughs> Don't delete. Don't no. delete. Um, all right, let's jump into it just because of the tight time limit. Uh, I just wanted to introduce a whiskey. I sent you the picture of it, Big Meat. Yes, I will tell you right from the beginning, it captured my attention just because it had a raccoon on the bottle. It got my interest. I wanted to see what that was about. And if you love peanut butter whiskey like Screwball, you're going to love these whiskeys. Uh, I have to say... And Big Meat and I have tried so many brands of whiskeys. And by the way, I got to say a little sidebar. There are so many more brands of peanut butter whiskey that we haven't even seen Big Meat. I got to tell you, I was in that Total Wine and Liquor store in Burlington. There is more of a selection than we thought of peanut butter whiskey. We barely scratched the surface. But for the most part, we've been disappointed with all of them. Screwball seems to be the gold standard. And that's been my favorite after-dinner whiskey. Mm -hmm. I've got to yeah. say... I, there's some rivals coming up now to Screwball. There's a there's a brand of whiskey called Scatterbrain, and they're kind of funny because each whiskey has a different animal with sunglasses on it. So there's a Scatterbrain dark cherry vanilla whiskey, and I know you're a big fan of vanilla whiskey, uh, Big Meat. I think it's Jim Beam. I am. Jim Beam has a very good vanilla whiskey. This yes. dark cherry vanilla is delicious. <clears throat> Uh, it goes down smooth. It's not over sugary, uh, but it is a delicious. Uh, it's a delicious whiskey. And again, 
I, I say it, I don't know if it's something that I would want to drink all night. I, I, it was just, it's sweet enough that after dinner, you want that, instead of dessert, you want a glass of whiskey. This is the way to go. But there was one that I was skeptical. I wasn't sure if I would like it. It had a monkey on it. It's, 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 scatter, it's, it's scatterbrain dark chocolate banana whiskey. I've never had a banana whiskey. Okay. I thought we did. Didn't we have a but no, maybe not. We maybe had banana, it was a beer. banana beer. Yeah. Banana yeah. beer. <clears throat> I remember. Or banana that. bread beer or something like that it was called sure. or whatever. This dark chocolate banana was delicious. It's got that mm. sweet chocolate notes, but it's got a little hint of banana to it. But it's not overpowering. It's like if you're not a big fan of bananas, it's not going to be like an overpowering whiskey. Yeah. But it also was extremely delicious. Not not oversweet. Um, it didn't have some weird aftertaste. Like it went down smooth for a whiskey. Again, I had it after a nice dinner. I was like, you know what? I want, some, I don't want dessert. I don't want cake. I want a glass of whiskey. And I, and I bought nips just cause I didn't want to commit to a bottle. Cause I've made that mistake with the PB and J and stuff. It was just disgusting. I, and then you were like forcing yourself to drink a disgusting bottle. I am actually going back to buy these whiskeys. Now they do have a peanut butter whiskey. But because I've had so many, I didn't want to start with a peanut butter whiskey. I'm like, mm. I still love screwball. I, I, I don't want, why challenge it. But now I'm actually going to go back and get their peanut butter. Because if the other two are that good, I wonder right. how good the peanut butter whiskey is. And I don't even know how many more flavors they have. But I do know they have them at Total Wine and Liquors in Burlington. So if you're driving down Route 3, 128, I highly recommend getting them. Uh, I don't know what the full size bottles, but the nips are reasonable. If you want to just try an assortment, they're like 99 cents a nip. So I bought a few and they, they were a great, great addition. So I'm, I'm definitely going back and picking up a few bottles. So yeah. I haven't seen them in New Hampshire liquor stores for those that live in New Hampshire. But if you're in mass, definitely worth the investment. I'm telling you, you're going to find these things out in, out in the public soon because I've never seen them before. They were actually in a, um, in a display that this place has where the employees make their picks of different whiskeys and drinks or alcohols or wines. And this was like in the center of the display and they were highlighting this brand. So again, right. if, if you're uh, looking for something tasty, big meat after your dinner, I know you're cutting calories cause you want to get into your swimsuit body for Maine before you start Absolutely. retiring this summer. Yes, sir. I, if you want to cut back on those cakes, this is the best dessert whiskey for you. Well, and, and, and that was kind of expected back when Screwball first came out and you had the, a couple of those brands that we've we've talked about. And we said, gee, I mean, every time you go to a liquor store, there's this new peanut butter flavored whiskey that's that's on the shelf. And eventually it's going to take off and all these manufacturers are going to come up with their own. So it was kind of expected now, now that it's been a couple of years, roughly two or three years since Screwball first came out. Um but, uh, but yeah, that's the way to go. You mentioned getting the nips because we've tried a lot over the years. And I mean, there's some that we don't ever mention on this podcast because they're just that bad. And maybe we should mention, maybe, maybe we should mention the bad ones. So you can avoid, uh, avoid those when you go to the liquor store. But, um, but the nips is the best way to go because, you know, you're buying these you know, $30, $40 bottles uh, yeah. every time. And it's just, it, it gets ridiculous, but. Yeah, yeah, they that, do. Have, they do have a you know people with Screwball. There's a drink you can get with Screwball called peanut butter and jelly. It's made with uh, peanut butter whiskey, which is Screwball with Chambord or raspberry liqueur. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, this scatterbrain whiskey actually has one called PB and J already made. 
So if you're looking for that combo without worrying about buying the combination, yeah, I haven't tried it. I haven't tried their peanut butter, but they do have a peanut right. butter on its own and they have a peanut butter and jelly. So I will be buying well, those two to example them. Yeah, yeah. And you're starting to find a lot of those type of mixed drinks at, at, at restaurants on the menu. Um, and you kind of scroll through and you see like, oh, uh, peanut butter. Some They have like one drink I know it in Tuxbury at Alfresca's and they call it PB&J. And they use the screwball peanut butter whiskey and they put the shamboard in there and they put like the raspberry jam kind of around the around the rim and it you know and it's delicious but you're starting to see that more and more at restaurants on their on their drink menus so yeah, yeah screwball has really taken off this is how much <clears throat> we've been ahead of it we were talking about pb and j almost two years ago because i mentioned yeah. that someone was in north carolina and that's when they first had it and that was way before it ever really made its way up here and we were already having it uh, or yeah. talking about it on the podcast. So it's it's funny how many times, like even just off the podcast, just in passing, where you see like talk to people and, and you say, oh, peanut butter whiskey. And they're like, they have no idea what you're talking about. And they're like, really? <laughs> like peanut butter? And then you, you try to explain to them, get screwball. That's the best kind. And then now, you know, two years later, if you if you asked anybody, like everybody knows about it. Everybody is familiar with it. So yeah, it's yeah, great. It, it's great to see, uh, you know. You know, it's great to see that our research has paid. I, I, I like to think that our podcast has really helped Screwball take off. If it wasn't for us, they may be out of business, Azar. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. maybe. Or, or on the flip side, we drove other ones out of business because we told we said how bad <laughs> That's they true. Were. That's true. <laughs> yep. That's true. They, uh, all, they all hate us. Yeah. Uh, there, is a, there is a brand of Scatterbrain. I haven't seen it, but they do have on their website. They do make a vanilla cake whiskey. So I'm telling you, it, it, they are right. they, they they all have different animals on the cover of representing yep. the different ones. But I, if if you're starting with like an old fashioned or a Manhattan for the pregame of dinner, or just straight scotch or something, this is a perfect finish. Like you don't have to switch mm -hmm. alcohols or get a mart or like a Cosmo or a Martini or like something like you can just so stay with whiskey the whole way. So so you said this this scatterbrain has has a monkey on the uh, on the, the peanut on the butter the chocolate chocolate banana has a monkey on the bottle. Okay, so it's and weird. The, 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 there was a monkey on the banana bread. Now that I'm thinking back, I thought there was a monkey on the banana bread uh, beer it that was. we tried. I don't know yeah. what the hell monkey. I guess monkeys and bananas, but but it's funny that you say the monkey on the bottle because. I just think back to the one that I looked at, at uh, that I found at a liquor store that I, I want to go back and buy it and I want to try it. And I, I just because I love the name and it's got a picture of a chicken on the bottle and it's called <laughs> chicken cock. That, like, that is well, that's the one I want to try. Chicken cock. It's Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. And that's uh, I'm going to go back there. And that's going to be uh, on our next podcast. I'm going to I'm going to get right. it. I'm going to try it. I don't think the they have any nips. That. I don't think they have any nips. So I think I'm just going to have to bite the bullet. Yeah, yeah, and get the whole bottle. All right, Big Me. I'll well, that's it. that's our drink recommendation. If you're looking for something new, um, St. Patty's Day is over, so get off your Guinness, get off your Jameson, and start uh, if you want something new. Uh, I think Cold Snap is wrapping up soon, so stock up on your Sam Adams Cold Snap and get ready for the new season that's uh, that's coming around the corner here. All right, Big Sorry. Me. Let's get into a quick entertainment, just because we're at the tight schedule. You wanted to talk about the movie that you're the most excited about that's coming out soon. What's that? Yeah, there's quite a few. And now, now this is movies and and shows. I'm just kind of bundling them into into one because now with the streaming shows, they're they're kind of like extended movies, right? And the quality is like 
you know, they're not they're not made for network television anymore, right? These are these are high quality, like some of the big budget, big budget shows. So I'm kind of yeah. lumping them into into one category here. But the one that is, and there's a few of them that are coming out this year, but the one that I'm actually looking forward to, and it's coming up pretty quickly here, uh, is Morbius. Um, Morbius is, um, it, it, it's, it's made by Sony. And if you watch the trailer, they drop like a Venom reference in it. Um, if you notice like in the background, there's, there's like pictures of Spider-Man uh, on the wall. Um, uh, forget it, it's like, it's almost like, like with somebody like spray painted murderer on it. So it's kind of like dating back to like the whole thing with on, in Spider-Man 2. Um, there's even Michael Keaton's character, uh, the vulture from the first one. He's like, there's like one scene in here where he's like talking. So it's just, I'm, I'm very curious as to how that's going to relate to the MCU. And then I know with like Venom and now that's kind of, he's coming back into like, he's, they're introducing those characters into the MCU. I'm just curious how it actually works out and how that turns, how it all turns out with, with this character. It's just, um. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they did have, you know, one of those like cool cameos, like like in the last Spider-Man movie, where, um, you know, somebody somebody turns up, you're like, oh shit, like I didn't realize he was going to be in this movie. So, um, I think it's just kind of one of those movies that's under the radar, and they made the movie I think a year ago, so it's been just a long time coming. They had to delay it a bunch of times, so it's just building up, building up. So that's certainly one that I'm 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 looking forward to just to see how it's tied into everything. And it's it's much darker than most Marvel movies. It seems like it, or it's Sony. It is. I'm sorry, I apologize. But for an MCU character, it's a dark, dark movie. It's almost like a DC type of. Sometimes I get confused. I think it's like a DC movie versus a Marvel movie mm-hmm. or MCU movie. I'm sorry. Like, um, yeah, that's it. That it is a thing. I know the family's all hyped up about it. I mean, we did watch uh, the most recent Batman movie, which was a lot better, mm-hmm. a lot better than I thought. It was going to be. I don't know if you had a chance to watch a big meet. I, I know did not. Uh, we'll wait for you to watch it. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. So we'll, I'll wait to talk about that. But that that is worth the time. I mean, I was a little nervous about the lead character, but the nice thing about it, when you don't have great actors and they don't make them talk a lot, it's all it's, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, but you know, I think I've said this before. Um, everybody knows that, and I, I didn't see the the new Batman movie, but but everybody knows that character from like the old vampire series, like the teen vampire show that was out years ago. Right. But since then that guy has actually played in a lot of like badass type movies. I haven't seen a lot of them, but I just know like, that's like, he doesn't don't think of him as that same vampire character. He played in those, like those, those movies. All right. So watch the movie and then you'll go and correct yourself on that statement. All right. Because they take advantage of that. If you, I never watched the Twilight series. I've seen my daughter has watched it. My wife has watched it. I know they like it, so I've seen it in passing. But I know with those movies because it's a teen type of right, movie. Right. A lot of focus on the guy just brooding, <laughs> like that. That just pause and brood. You know, just yeah. like that. That um, that's. Uh, but it, wait a minute! Too. But they, like they, they, they do that smoldering look that <laughs> yeah. the Rock does. But wait a minute! Isn't isn't Bruce Wayne supposed to be brooding? Like I, I get it, but like... so so my point is, you say it's he's different. <laughs> yes, but he's doing the same thing that he was very good at during the Twilight movies, I guess. Because um... all they do is focus on his face. He's got that same broody look, and you're like, 
All right, this is why no, see, see, I think I think you're doing exactly what I, I said because you're looking at him the same way you would look at like Ben Affleck in, in, in when he was Batman. Because you just you you think of Ben Affleck of like those, right. those terrible movies he was in. It's like, well, he can't be Batman. And I thought he was actually a pretty decent Batman. It's the same thing with uh Heath Ledger when he played Joker. Everyone's like, oh, Heath Ledger, like the gay cowboy that played in that that gay cowboy movie. Mm-hmm. He was he was great. He was like the best Joker that's that's ever played that character. So sometimes you just have to kind of look past the the characters that he's played before. Like they have this All stigma right. that it's All like, right. oh, you, he can't play that character because you know, it's like you know, uh, I always I always uh, use this guy as an example because he's a perfect example. Like Steve Urkel from from Family uh, Matters, right? <laughs> like you get somebody like Steve Urkel. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, I want to branch out. I want to be the next action movie star. It's like, ah, it's like, no, man, you're, you're going to be Urkel. You're always going to be Urkel. I can't look past that. But sometimes, I don't know. That's not, I don't think that's fair to some actors. Like, if they want to be I, an I'm action not movie star, then I'm go just ahead. telling you, I get why they casted him. He fit the role. He did a good job. I'm not, I'm not knocking him. The nice thing about it is he, he wasn't talking. He wasn't, they didn't rely yeah. on his acting prowess. To make the yeah. movie, it was a dark movie. They actually, the villain was very good in it, which is always great because when the villain gets you sucked into the movie, which is again going back to the Heath Ledger, as the reason he was so good is because as a villain, he was like someone he got you so you wanted to see him in more scenes because you like the villain. We talk about that in Game of Thrones, you get sucked in because the villain you want to see him more like, what's next? What crazy things are you going to do next? Right. So, so right. I, so the twist on this Batman movie was is different um and it doesn't follow the same cliche story we all know the story of batman and you know it always starts like as an origin story every time they start the series over again this one they didn't he was already batman <laughs> okay um, i was gonna say did his parents get killed again yeah it's but like, there's yeah, a twist the on theater. his parents there's a twist on his parents which was good because they're always like the hero of the community there's a twist to this so okay. it's, it's it's very interesting it's worth it's worth the movie theater admission, right? There's not a lot of movies I would say right now that have come out. You're like, oh, worth the movie theater admission. It's probably better dropping it on Netflix or something. It's that quality type of movie. This one was well worth it in the theater. It was well done. And I, I think um, they definitely, I feel like DC finally made a good movie. It's been a long time since DC has made a really okay. quality movie. Um, since I'd say Wonder Woman was probably their last solid movie. The original now- Wonder Woman. Now I, this this won't you know spoil it for me, but let me ask you: Is this Batman tied into the current DC movies at no. all, or is it just kind it's of standalone? Totally, it's not as cartoonish. So what's interesting is you'll go into the movie and you'll see the Penguin, even the Riddler. Your perception is like, oh, he's going to have like that Jim Carrey question mark costume, like he did. Right. Totally, it is actually almost in a setting where it's almost like. I think that's why people thought it was so dark because it wasn't cartoonish character. Even the penguin is in it, is in this movie, mm-hmm. but he's not his cartoonish <clears throat> form. Right. That you see, he's actually a mob boss in the movie. Right, right. Versus, and I heard I'm he's exploring. played by uh, Colin Farrell, which is like, and he had all this makeup on, and it's like he doesn't even look like anything like him. Yeah, it, I didn't and even know it was Colin Farrell. That's yeah. actually really good. I didn't even know that was him. Yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah. know it was him, but. Um, but the, now that you think about it, now I can see the expression. Now I'm picturing him in my head. Yeah, that does sound right. But, anyways, it's a nice twist to the. It's a nice twist to Batman, and it goes. Um, but 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 like, but he, he, like I, 
I don't know if you you uh, understood what I was asking earlier. It's not tied into the same universe as no. Wonder Woman and no. Um, no. Aquaman and like no, no? no. like okay. I said, I don't think it wouldn't make any sense because all even Batman himself isn't cartoonish. You know, how, like like you have all this power, like he has all these abilities and all these things. They make sure. him more mortal. Like he, even though he's rich. I guess you have to see it because even when you look at the Batmobile, it isn't what you think it's going to be. It's not like this high tech, like super thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you've seen the previews of the movie. He spends most of his time on a motorcycle, right? Like, so he, it's not. And he, like when you look at the villains, they're all normal people. Some of them are crazy. Even mm-hmm. like the new Joker that they're introducing is he's in the he's in um, Harkham. Arkham Asylum, but they're just crazy people. They're not cartoonish yeah. crazy. Well, they I, I, they, they kind of do it. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, even though I hated the uh, Lex Luthor character uh, from the well, yeah. he was in whatever Justice League and Superman yeah. before that. Oh, thank God he, he's not in it. No, I mean he was he was he was awful. But I mean, some of those movies are are kind of dark. Like I hated the Superman versus Batman versus Superman movie, but that was pretty dark. Um, and then you got like Suicide Squad, which is supposed to be in the same universe, right? That was silly. Yeah. Uh, Shazam, which I actually like Shazam. I saw but that to watch was... it. I actually saw the previews. I'm like, I want to watch it. it. Doesn't look that oh, bad. Oh, it's good. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, they're coming up with the the sequel coming up. So. so when you're watching Batman, yeah, you'll get the hint of the movie Seven. You ever see the one with oh, Brad? Oh Pitt? yeah, 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 yeah. Very like dark and very like. It's got yeah. the villain. Yeah. Is this is almost like copying that format of a villain from the right. movie Seven? So it's not a traditional Batman movie. It's it's actually like a detective story. And I okay. when someone I read that somewhere, and I'm like, that's right, because it it seems like it's more like Batman trying to solve a crime than yeah. like you like remember the original Michael Keaton movie with Jack Nicholson and J- like he's trying to figure out why how he's poisoning people with his thing, and it's like they introduce him almost like a detective, but they didn't really spend a lot of time on that. In this movie, he's a detective. He he's goes mm. with the police. He's trying to help the police solve a murder, the mm. murders, and figure out why, and why is he trying to bait Batman and, yeah. and stuff like that. Well, so. I mean, a lot of the DC movies, I mean, that, they just, and Marvel does this too. It's, they have a different tone to each movie, and it's like sometimes yeah. it's like, yeah, it's still in the same universe, but we, wanted, we don't want to make the same thing every single time. So Yeah. Um, you know yeah. Like that, that show Gotham that was on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I didn't villains, really watch it, but but the yeah. villains were normal villains. They weren't like all cartoonish. Like I didn't right. watch the series myself either, but it looked like it was more, um, yeah. like real world, I guess, like a real sure. crime it, story. So does this mean like the like is the DC universe dead? Is it like are they just are they I, just making now they now they're just gonna make movies and just say hey these are standalone like they can make a new like Wonder Woman movie and it's just another could be a character. Multiverse. It's like you could do a multiverse. Who could, you know, yeah. if, if Marvel can pull it <laughs> off, who's to say right. that Christian Bale doesn't come back as another Batman? Sure. Well, DC or, did, or, um, did pull Affleck. it off. DC did it first on TV. Like they did it with the Flash. Yeah. They did it like they've, they've done everything that you see that you're seeing in Marvel that everyone's like, oh, it's such a great idea. It's like DC's already done this. They've already yeah. done it years ago on, smaller uh, scale. on, on, smaller on a scale. much smaller scale on, on a television show format. But um, but I did happen <coughs> talking about the DC universe. I did end up watching Peacemaker. 
Oh, yeah. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. It was. A, there were some parts that it got too serious, and I just said, "Ah, oh, you're just killing the the whole flow of this." Like, I if you're gonna go crazy silly, like just stay, stay crazy silly. silly. Don't yeah. go. Don't go too drama. But I did like the uh, the the end scene where they had the cameos coming. I don't want to spoil it, but they had some pretty pretty cool cameos at the very end, of the last episode. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's just I wonder, like I wonder how DC is going to move forward because it just feel I feel like they're just all over the place now. They're just they're just trying every single thing to, you know, make it work. And and uh, some movies are okay and some are terrible, like Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. And um, I I, I got to say, sadly, what we've experienced with DC and Warner Brothers Studios, they this has been a success, and you know that the studio will screw it up just like they did with wonder woman. Someone's going right. to come in, the direct, the, the, the studio executives are going to have some input. Like, Hey, this really resonated. we made a lot of money on this. Let's do this. Like, and you know, hopefully the director, like my son's really into the director and his vision. Like he's been following it more closely. If they get, if they let the director have his vision, not screw it up or, or fight over money or things. I, I like the way this guy is going. But my fear is it's always with DC and Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers executives. They'll screw it up. They'll do something mm-hmm. in the second movie where it's just like a, a like, no, no, we want more characters and bring in these characters, make the story look stupid because we want we want to pump as many more characters and so we can make spinoff movies and something stupid like that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, my faith, my faith in DC is after Wonder Woman two was like, what are you guys doing? Like, how can you screw this up? Like, mm-hmm. that was like one of your best successful movies and you found a way to screw up the second one and made it so yeah, PC. Badly, and, badly. Ugh. Like, yeah, I mean, it was, com- a it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, let's, let's not drag on to this. I know we got to cover some more topics. Um, let's see another question. A closing thought. No, no, I would just say real quick on, on just an, another upcoming. It's not till really the summertime. And I, I mentioned this uh, before we started is uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. On Disney Plus, <clears throat> that's um, I liked his character from the prequel, so I'm happy that they actually brought him back to have his own show now and 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 kind of explain what the hell he's been doing uh, in the uh, in the desert all those years when like Luke Skywalker was was a little boy, you know, and so he's got his whole like he's got he's got a whole uh, new story coming up. Yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, Boba Fett kind of fell flat. It wasn't at the the, the... We didn't get a chance to talk about it, but we'll have to say that for another podcast because we should get into Boba Fett with Jarvis because we all have some thoughts on on that show. I know he wasn't the biggest fan. Um, all right. So so speaking of Marvel, uh, going back to Marvel and Disney Plus, actually, um, which you got me thinking. So we watched Spider-Man No Way Home. And then I was wondering why Daredevil or Matt, what's his name? Matthew Broder, uh, what Matthew, what's the, what's the, uh, Murdoch. 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 Thank yeah. you. I'm thinking Matthew Broderick. I'm like, Murdoch. <laughs> Ferris Bueller. I was wondering, I'm like, why did they put him in? Like, that's interesting. It's good. Like, it got us all excited. All this, like, oh, they're going to make Daredevil. Or get, let's, everybody got excited. And then I find out Disney Plus is getting all of the Marvel franchise from Netflix. It's finally moving over to Disney Plus. So I wonder if this was all part of the plan. Like, let's get everybody excited. Because Disney Plus is now getting like, it's almost like they they set it up knowing if we put Murdoch in this movie, people are going to wonder who he is. We bring him over from Netflix because a lot of people may have not watched him on Netflix. Now he's on our platform. Now people will rewatch 
these this franchise all over again, right? Like it it sucked people back in, right? Because he's a random character, and like they don't know why. Like people probably didn't understand why people were cheering when they saw him or excited to see him, unless you watch the Netflix series. And now you have, and I don't know if you saw it on Disney Plus. Now you have to check off because now they actually brought in mature content on Disney Plus, and you have to actually yeah sign yeah. off on that, which I thought was pretty cool. That answered my concern. Will Disney Plus allow risky content to be on their platform? But I, I've been saying that, you know, ever since it, it came out, <clears throat> you know, it's like they, they'd be missing the boat if they didn't. I mean, now you got Deadpool coming back as well. I mean, those those R-rated movies were great. And now that he's part of uh, Marvel uh, or the MCU, like what are you gonna do like just gonna completely like eliminate that character that's a that's a big money maker for him i mean you you disney plus would have to to just kind of branch out and have that have a little bit more r-rated content they have to they have to do it venom is venom is the same way right venom was r-rated yeah so i agree i agree i'm excited about it i just it dawned on me once i saw the, the like all over twitter disney plus bragging how they're bringing this daredevil and all these like punisher over and i'm yeah, like it was fan service for sure yeah yeah it yeah. was definitely like all those fans watching the netflix shows like oh yeah he's now they're gonna be bringing him in but <clears throat> you make yeah. a good point it's like it's they just it their way to just watch all those because there's a lot of them yeah there's like yeah, six it, seven like more than that maybe eight seasons and, and all right you had the daredevil you had jessica iron jones fist, iron cage. fist luke cage you had a second season of daredevil wasn't that three uh i thought there was two but then there was also defenders oh that's five so that's six and then you also had punisher was there two seasons of punisher two seasons of punisher that's eight right i mean that's that's a lot i mean that's a lot of content like i said i we were played marvel uh, disney studios played us they put that character in all they needed to do is put the Punisher like walking by or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It, you <laughs> just, know, a, just just a picture of like the skull, like the uh, yeah, this, just in exactly. the background somewhere. Yeah. Yep. I thought I thought it was like because they were gonna let us like they. Uh, anyways, I felt like we were played, um, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm actually happy they're on Disney Plus. It's fine. They were they were great shows. If you'd never watched them, um, I, I, I did. You know, what? I'm gonna say my recommendation the next podcast because we're just going to running out of time but i did want to say i was we talked about who was that movie star that is this generation movie star that everybody watches and this series of movies that like sylvester stallone or arnold schwarzenegger and like no matter what he's in you're watching and i finally figured out who it is it's freaking ryan reynolds ryan reynolds is in so many movies he plays the same guy over and over again it's the same character in every single movie, but they're actually good action movies. Like everything he's in is actually entertaining. I haven't, it, it's just like that stretch when Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger, where they were making movie after movie and you were like, they're all good movies. Not great. They're never like these like blockbuster movies, but they're, they're fun to watch. They're like, they're like, you don't have to put a lot of thought into them. He's funny to watch. He's got that, like that sarcastic, um, personality but the movies end up being pretty funny and good action movies at the end of the day a lot of so he's he's the he's the modern mm. action star as we said you yeah. said chris pratt you recommended chris pratt but he, chris pratt doesn't make as many movies as ryan reynolds I mean, and right now he's got a contract with netflix so i don't know how many more movies he's pumping out but um, i just 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Ryan Reynolds, and, and I loved Red Notice. It was it made my top five, yeah. right? But that's because it also had The Rock, and it also had <clears throat> Gal yeah. Gadot in it. Yeah, but you watched got, it because he, he was in it. <clears throat> I, I did, and he was great in it, and I do like his character. I wouldn't say he's on that same level because he does pump out all these movies that, I, I don't know, they're not like number one at the box office. It's not like... I don't know if he's that big of a draw that like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone were. I think Chris Pratt is. Yeah, but I think Chris Pratt, all those Jurassic Park movies, all the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avenger movies, like he's been, you know, he's been in some some like top ten box office movies. I, I, get, not that, I get that. <clears> but we're in we're in a new era of streaming movies, and if he signs a contract with Netflix, and that's where his, we don't we'll never really know. With Red Notice. How well would have Red Notice done it on the in the movie theater? Because you know, if you think you put all the stars in one movie, that <clears> probably would have probably been like probably one of the top ten movies of the year. I, I guarantee you, with The Rock and Money Maker between The Rock and Gal Gadot and Ryan <clears> Reynolds, that probably would have had a good draw sure. in the movie theater. Yeah, but, it would have. It would have. But I, yeah, I, I think he's 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 one of the better ones for sure. When he comes out with something, it's like you get excited to watch his movie. Yeah. I just don't know. No, I don't know if he's. Got that star power that, you know, even The Rock. I, especially, this is where we need Jarvis. The Rock is is like that guy. Like he's really that guy, but he's getting older, and and yeah, you got to come up with somebody new. Yeah, I, I think Ryan Reynolds. If you if like Rock is a draw. Like if you think of between Jumanji movies and all the movies that he's made, Rampage, you know, they're all decent movies, and he does a good good job with them. But you're right. He's getting older. But you know what? We say that, but Sylvester Stallone was still making The Expendables all the way into his, what, 80s? Like, how yeah. old was he making that I, movie? Like, he still <clears> made a Rambo, and he's, like, 80 years old. So, I mean, right. uh, uh, Sylvester That's Stallone's true. going down like uh, like Clint Eastwood. They're going to make movies until, like, they're 90. 90 like, uh, yeah. it's, just, it's amazing what they do. But anyways, I just wanted to throw that out because I watched The Adams Project. <laughs> Again, another Ryan Reynolds movie, same personality. But it was well done. It was like it had a lot of action. It was fun to watch. Good. It was a good two hours, and you were out. And it was like, yep, that was fun. That was <clears> fun. Yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, hey, I gotta check that one out <clears throat> for uh, sure. All right, big meat. Uh, I'm gonna save my recommendation for a show, um, just because it's coming out. So hopefully, maybe we can squeeze in a podcast before it's released next week, right? Um, on March 30th. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, Let's try to well, squeeze something out. I want to do a little bit more, more research on the show because I don't want to talk about it without knowing because this is going to be something that we're going to right. dive into. And it's a series for six weeks, so I'd like to put some time. Let's get into the NFL just because for the last uh, few minutes that you have. So I know you asked a question before the podcast. What, what were the best moves so far? Right. This right. has been a crazy offseason. I've never seen an offseason like this <clears> where so many – Elite quarterbacks are moving. Yeah, I was going to say quarterbacks more so than anything. Yeah, They're moving and that's around. what I want to focus because yeah. the quarterback situation, <clears throat> uh, including those who have stayed in their thing and those that have came out of retirement, are mind blowing. Like the like the AFC is shaken up a lot, considerably. Um, the NFC feels like it's still holding on to the, the grandfathers of the league. You know, the older quarterbacks. But like, I want to hear your thoughts. Like, what is the the biggest shock so far that you've seen? Uh, oh, so we're going biggest shock, or I think like uh, the biggest move, or that that I think could could make the most impact for the team. Both. Let's do both because I okay. mean, like, 
because I think they go kind of hand in hand. Like it's gonna, yeah, yeah. So I guess I, I, fantasy, right, right. And this is this is a little bit of a shock as well. So I guess I guess it 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 answers both. But I do have one in mind because of all the moves, and this is not just free agent signings. This isn't. This is trades. This is everything. I think the biggest move that I think will shake up the league that I think is going to make the most impact for that team. That is, if he ends up playing, is Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland? I thought that was I thought that was a big shock because, you know, it was always the Baker Mayfield show there for for the last you know few years. They've changed their head coach, been like guys have been coming in and out. I mean, imagine having this. Imagine having a team with Kareem Hunt and Deshaun Watson on the same team. It's like so. What about it's Nick like? Chuck? Well, I'm saying just in terms of Kareem Hunt and Deshaun Watson and how they treat their women. <laughs> it's like 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 hi, hi, Cleveland, hide your women. That's yeah. uh, that's that's my recommendation. But having yeah. those two on the same team is gonna be uh, is gonna be wild. But no, it, but certainly like in terms of just the impact on the team, you got Nick Chubb, of course, with Kareem Hunt. You have uh, Deshaun Watson. They just have uh, got Amari Cooper as well. Flat so tire. They always <laughs> right right. But he's the he's a better receiver than than they've ever had. Better than OBJ and better than uh, Jarvis Landry. And now they have Deshaun Watson, who runs the ball a lot. They have those two running backs. They have a great offensive line. They're going to lead the league in in rushing this year. Uh, And then you have Amari Cooper, like I said, who if they could just kind of find a way to throw the ball a little bit more, they have a much better quarterback in Deshaun Watson than they do with Baker Mayfield. They have a pretty decent defense already. Decent, not great, but decent. I think they're going to make, you know, a, a big step forward compared to where they've been the last couple of years. Um, that is, again, if Deshaun Watson ends up playing. I just think that that will bring the most impact. You got guys in there that could really have like such an explosive offense um, and be one of the best teams in the NFL. So let me ask you real quick on that one. If, say, say Goodell says, look, we have to do something because it will make us look bad. We talked all about domestic violence and you know sexual uh, harassment and all that. Four game suspension. Is he still on your radar as your number one? Are you targeting him in the early rounds if he gets a four game suspension? And um, I say early round, like he is someone you're going to take in the first four rounds. Would you take no, that chance on him? No, probably not. No, four games is a lot of games to to miss. <clears throat> um, and then there's always the the uncertainty of of you know taking a year off he's going to come in and, and be as effective i mean there's always yeah. a little bit of a risk there but missing four games that's that's too much but yeah when i take him i don't know sixth round seventh round sure as my starting quarterback and then try to reach for you know a backup quarterback you could throw in there for the first four rounds yeah for the first four weeks yeah i would do that right i like it no, I, that he's one young would... he's great i mean he runs i mean he, he does it he was he was one of the best quarterbacks two years ago People yeah. forget how great his last season was in Houston. Yeah, but he had – I mean, let's not forget, he had some good weapons. He had, like, one of the top receivers he threw to. Amari Cooper doesn't stay healthy. That's my only fear is what happens to that offense. And they are a very run-focused offense in that – you know what I mean? Like, in, in if they are going to rely on him to do a lot of play action or run plays, is he going to get hurt? Like, he, he's great yeah. to watch. But yeah, I, I'm not – I'm just well, a little nervous about the receiving. Situation. Sure, sure. I'm I'm not looking at it based on Deshaun Watson being with the best fantasy quarter. I'm not even thinking fantasy. I'm thinking more just the impact that he makes to a team compared to all the other um, uh, free agent signings and, and pickups and 
So you don't think Russell about- Wilson? Let's go talk to <clears throat> the time. Just I'm sorry to jump in. Russell Wilson, you don't think has an immediate impact on that Denver offense? Yeah, I think he does. But Russell Wilson is is getting up there in age. He doesn't run as much as he used to. I don't think the Denver – I'm not thrilled about the Denver uh, receivers. I'm not like, oh, that team's going to be unbelievable. I mean, who is their running back in Denver? It's Melvin Gordon and their rookie. Uh, That was a – Ugh, yeah, I'd have to go. I'd have to Google Just, it. Yeah, exactly. So, so you, you can't even remember. It's like nothing, nothing exciting. There's nothing yeah. exciting there. So, if I were to pick between the two, Russell Wilson is what 32, 33 years old. Watson's twenty six. So, yeah. I mean, I, I just think something like that is. Um, he's just not. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like Russell Wilson going there, but I don't know. I, I've seen enough of him the last couple of years in Seattle, where I'm like. You know, he, he, he disappears. He falters. He starts off with a bang, and then he disappears. All right. So this is going to be a shock because I'm not a fan of this guy. I, I like what you're saying, <laughs> but I think the guy that's falling into the most established offense that's going to have the most immediate impact, it's going to be Matt Ryan. <laughs> oh, my god! I, I, I hate to it, – it is a Matt Stafford situation, <clears throat> right? He's yeah. uh, We always compared him to Matt Stafford. They never had that killer instinct. They never seemed to get over the hump. He's not going to be the focal point of the offense anymore, right? He doesn't need to be. He's got a great running back. He's got some good receivers on that team. Matt Ryan can throw the ball still. He just – if he can just be efficient uh, – I mean, Carson Wentz actually looked good on that offense. He just became Carson Wentz by the end of the season. I think that's what right. cost him. But I think if Matt Ryan could just be Matty Ice – not great. Just be himself. Just be stable. I think, I think that's what Indianapolis needed to get over that hump. They actually have a solid quarterback. I mean, I know he's old. He's not a long-term solution. But I would say he can make his – I mean, if you look at that division, I think he can have an immediate impact and actually have a chance to put, elevate them to win their conference. Sure. <clears throat> but – and, and it was a shock that the Colts didn't even make the playoffs last year because I thought, you know, I watched the Hard Knocks episode and he was, it was just amazing, like how how good they looked year, week after week, and then they just faltered at the very end. And when Wentz started of, playing like shit, a lot of the blame went on on Wentz because he didn't have. I, I think he there was a stat that he only threw for over two hundred yards like once in the final like six games of the season or something yeah. crazy like that. So, of course, they have Jonathan Taylor, right? They have their great o- offensive line. They don't have a, as great a receivers as, as you think they do. <clears throat> I, think, I think Matt Ryan had better receivers his entire career in Atlanta with well, Julio yeah, Jones last and Calvin year, Ridley. And, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I get that. But I don't think they're done making moves. You don't think they're going to try to pick up a receiver? No, for probably him? not. But, no, but, I mean, that's like as of right now, you're saying, like, I don't know if he would make that big of an impact the, I mean, I think he's going to be—he's better than Carson Wentz, and that's I think if, if that's the one guy that they're missing to put them over the hump, yeah, I could see it happening. But I, I don't have—I don't have as much faith in, in Matt Ryan at this stage of his career. I mean, he's his MVP year was 2016. That was a long time ago. Yeah, and and I'm not claiming he's going to win MVP. I'm not even saying. That. I think they actually have a solid quarterback that can throw the ball. The defenses just can't stack the box and try to stop Jonathan Taylor because Matt Ryan, if you give him a, an opening, he is he's capable of hitting that receiver, mm-hmm. throwing deep, making big plays. 
he doesn't turn the ball over. If he's not, if he's not forcing the ball, I think Matt Ryan is efficient. And I think that's all they need is just someone to show up and play efficient football. And that's where Carson Wentz, what cost him is that he would panic and make stupid throws or cost him the game, right? Or turn over the ball at the worst time. That's the Carson Wentz story. But I mm. think, I think Matt Ryan, because who, who in that division, like if you think of Russell Wilson, he's not winning the AFC West, not with the talent that's in the AFC West right now. There's no way <clears throat> Russell Wilson's going to make that much of an impact to overcome Kansas City and even San Diego at this point, right? Who in Matt Ryan's division, do you think the Titans have? Yeah. That's, like, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's I mean, going to be Titans. between them two. Houston sucks. No, I, I I see what you're saying there with um <clears throat> with Matt I think, Ryan. I, I just I I think he has more of a chance. And they have Michael Pittman Jr. And you're underestimating him. He's actually a good receiver. Yeah. And yeah. I, I know he, I he had was, him. He was he was on your fantasy team. That's a good. Yeah, come but he on was, but he is come good. Come on now. But he is good. He's okay. Yeah. He's okay. I but remember, I wonder what the team feels about the general manager and the coach. I remember the coach uh, <clears throat> when he took Carson Wentz. He was his guy from Philadelphia, Frank Reich. That was his guy. And I think he helped draft him. He helped bring him in to, uh, to Indianapolis. One year. One year. Didn't even want to give him a chance for a second year. They traded his ass out of there. Now they're on to their fifth different quarterback in five years. Five, quarter, five QBs in five years. That's ridiculous. Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, yeah, Carson but, Wentz, right, now Matt right. Ryan. Andrew, Andrew Luck. Was not his fault. He got injured and retired. Well, like, well, that's beyond no, his no, control. I'm not, I'm, not bla- I'm not saying anything. Philip Rivers saying- was washed up, and they made him still look decent, with, even with his noodle arm. <clears throat> um, they made Car- Frank Frank mm. made Carson Wentz look good, and he was yeah, awful. They, they 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 hid they hid those quarterbacks because they had a great offensive line. They had a great running running te- game uh, and running back with with Jonathan Taylor. And, and, and an up-and-coming defense. They, I just feel like now they're going with another old guy in Matt Ryan where they're like, gee, are they going to give him one year? If he doesn't perform, is he gone? Are they going to go to their sixth quarterback I, next I, year? Hey, I why, just feel why, like, why hold on to him? I, I would say you got Jonathan Taylor. Just just give me a guy that can throw the ball when when we're down. Yeah. and we can, we can Because what, what killed them? They couldn't, they couldn't catch up to other offenses when they fell behind. Jonathan Taylor, yeah. either they blew up and had control of the game, or they fell behind. And if they fell behind, Carson Wentz couldn't elevate his game to keep him competitive. Matt Ryan can. Even as bad as the teams he's been around, you know, with a broken Julio half the time. You got to admit, like, how often was Julio healthy for Matt Ryan? Not often. He had to rely on Calvin yeah. Ridley when he was up and coming. And then Calvin Ridley had mental issues in the last season. So yeah. he never had it's a good been... running back. When's the last time Matt Ryan had a good running back? So it was basically the Matt Ryan oh. show all the time. Now he doesn't have to be. He just has to be a pocket passer. Uh, if he if he if he agrees to to be that, you know. Now and I and I'm telling you because you guys la- you guys mocked me when I said that about Stafford. You guys all doubted it. I'm telling you, Matt Ryan, this is his year. This is his right. year. All AFC right. championship game. <laughs> AFC championship bold. game. Calling like it right it. now. I like it. I know Raccoon doesn't like the bull takes, but I I like that bull take. Asa. Right now, I'm, I'm um, sticking with it. And speaking of Atlanta, man, how bad are they going to be? <laughs> Julio Jones, right, is long gone. Calvin Ridley, he's he's out. Damaged. Uh, he's um, out anyways, even if he came back. Right, gambling. right, right. No, and and uh, but they have no quarterback now, right? They got to find a quarterback. 
they just re-signed uh, – oh, they lost uh, Russell Gage, right? He was like their third or second best receiver, yeah. you could say, last year. Um, and they re-signed Cordero Patterson to come back, and he's probably like, shit, I can't do this all by myself. Like, that that team is going to be – The only guy mess. I feel bad for is that kid, the tight end. Pitts? Kyle? Oh, yeah, yeah. Kyle Pitts. Yeah, exactly right. He's probably Stewart. like, shit. Yeah. His career is – it, it, like all that potential, and now he's got no weapons. And Houston is a no-show team. They're, they're gone. They're not going to be anything this year. And Atlanta is going to be that other garbage team. They're all going to be fighting for draft spots yeah. and draft picks for next year. But anyways, Big B, I know the clock is we yeah, went a I gotta, over 830. <clears throat> yeah. So we'll wrap it up there. So it was good to catch up. I think it's long overdue. We have a lot to talk about. So this could have went two hours, Big Meat. Because we had so much to talk about, but three uh, hours, three hours. If Jarvis was here, yeah, yeah. Well, Jarvis, after a couple cocktails, we could have gone all night. We had it <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, big beat. I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, for those that have been asking for a podcast, here you go. It's long, long overdue, but we finally got one in. And for those um, looking at where to follow us, YouTube, Apple, SoundCloud, and if you could write a review or put a review in on any of those platforms, it would be appreciated. All right, Big Meat, we'll wrap it up there. Have a good night. All right. See ya. You too.